This podcast is brought to you by Blackbee Ministries International. To find out more, visit blackbee.org. Well, welcome to the Richard Blackbee Leadership Podcast. My name is Sam, and I'm your host. And this week on the podcast, we have Dr. Richard Blackaby. Thanks for having me back, Sam. In studio, in the flesh, it's uh, it's our pleasure to have you, uh, as as always. And uh, we've had some great uh, great conversations on the podcast this year. We've had uh, Mike Lynch recently. Yeah, uh, was on the podcast, and uh, but yeah. you know we we also do some some things ourselves, and it's always always fun to chat with you. Yeah. Um, on on this week's podcast, we thought we'd. Uh, take a look at uh, sayings that, that people use, and uh, I think you say you have heard it said. Uh, yeah, uh, is sort of the way we're we're framing this, and this is uh, m- you know maybe just common vernacular that you uh, would likely have heard, but may not necessarily be helpful or accurate. Yeah, and Sam, you know we all have uh, conversations with people and. People are always throwing uh, statements out at us, uh, and they it's just kind of assumed that, well, as everyone knows, or uh, as we said, it, Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, you've heard it said, mm-hmm. but I say unto you. And what he was saying in that was that uh, there's some stuff that is pretty considered common wisdom. Um, everyone just says it, uh, and you let it kind of go right past you, but you never stop to think, is that actually true? Uh, is that in the Bible? Is that actually reflective of real life? Uh, and and so I don't I don't want this to sound just like a cranky uh, This is not a this is not a get others, off my lawn uh, but, podcast. Yeah, but, <laughs> but uh, I think there is a, a, there is a lot of stuff that's that's not true that's uh, that we are being bombarded with. And of course, there's some issues that are much more significant than just what we'll talk about today. <laughs> uh, but, um, and, it do- and it doesn't mean that I'm not necessarily inviting you to challenge people in the moment when they say these things. Yeah. But really more just, uh, again, what I like to do is give a few examples and then invite you to consider, are there some things that I say like that? Mm. Are there some things that I accept that I should actually stop and think for a moment? Uh, or has it kind of slipped by the, the, the sentinels there on my mind and I've just accepted it without even thinking about it? Yeah. I, I think this is often true, uh, in, in prayer as well. Public oh yeah. Prayer. I think yeah. there's a lot of things said in prayer that, you know, again, it's, you, you have to understand a lot of people's intention i guess but it's like yeah i I think i know what he's trying to say yeah but what he is saying isn't isn't true or that you know that's that's just kind of a phrase that we use well that's a good point and you think surely when you're at church what you're hearing said especially from the pulpit ought to be true right Uh, but often it's not but it's commonly said and so uh, i think you're right and so for instance uh, one of one of those i hear a lot is it must have meant to be. It, it you know it must have meant to be that, um, and and so for instance, maybe someone um, he he has a late night watching TV, uh, kind of binging on some late night comedy shows, and sleeps through his alarm the next day, goes to work, and his boss is upset with him and fires him, and so as 
He's being consoled by his well-intentioned friends. Uh, someone says, well, it must have just been meant to be. Uh, that you probably just were not meant to work there yeah, anymore. You didn't need that job anyway. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's, there, I'm sure there'll be something better, and it's just probably meant to be. Uh, and, and you know what? That Oftentimes we'll say that it, 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 it's meant to be. Uh, well, and but I, I think we need to be careful when we say that. Uh, sometimes maybe it is what God means. Uh, yeah. If you know that, then that's probably true. Uh, and I and I think this is it's different than when you say it is what it is, uh, because in one sense, if you've been fired, the the truth is you're fired now. The truth is w- whether it was you're meant to be fired or not, you're fired and. You're going to have to start looking for more work. But but when you say it was meant to be, then what you imply is it was God's will. That God must have meant for that to happen. And maybe even God orchestrated for that to happen. And what it does is it kind of takes our responsibility away and it puts it all on God. Mm. And so instead of, yeah, I should never have binged all night staying up so late, uh, I should have known better than to come in late uh, for work the next day. Um, yeah, I was irresponsible, and I guess my boss just had enough of that kind of behavior from me. Uh, instead, it's like, well, it just must be meant to be. Um, and I mean, sometimes it maybe it's not even your fault. I mean, maybe maybe you've got uh, a, a, a horrendous boss that uh, is very unjust and very excessively demanding. And maybe he fired you for no good reason. Um, well, again, that doesn't mean it was meant to be. That doesn't mean God wanted uh, a cruel, unjust boss to fire you. Uh, it may mean that you're suffering from the results of sin and evil in this world that we occupy. Again, it doesn't. It wasn't that it was meant to be, but that's what happens when you live in an evil world. You sometimes live with uh, work for an evil boss that is cruel and arbitrary. Um, but again, let, let leave it where it belongs. It, th- that person is not a believer or not acting like one. And But don't, don't give God credit for that. I don't think mm. God wants credit for a cruel boss that fires you unjustly. And that's really what you're saying when you say it was meant to be. So mm. I would say, you know what? I think there are things that God would like to see happen. Uh, and but people sin and people reject his will, reject what's best, and so they have to live with what's not the best uh, in the world that's not the best world. So I'm just I'm I'm more careful about saying uh, it must have been meant to be. Um, yeah, I don't want to give God unless you know for sure that God is responsible and. God really did intend for that. Now, it, that's even different than saying, I'm sure God will use this or can use this. Yeah, That doesn't mean he caused it. It doesn't mean he willed it to be. But but in light of what evil has done, uh, in, in light of what cat- catastrophe you've experienced, um, I, I have confidence God can take the worst thing you face and bring good out of it. Yeah, that's true. Um, and so... Uh, be, be careful. Sometimes, especially when we're consoling hurting friends, yeah. we some of the advice we give uh, is not biblical and not necessarily even helpful, uh, but it, we, we're just trying to make them feel better. And so uh, I don't think when, when if, if your boss fired you for nothing and you're hurting, telling you that it, it was meant to be, 
probably is not the right thing to say. I don't think yeah. God wanted you to be treated that way, but an evil person that you were working for did that. And so, but there's other things I do know, like that God can take you from here and guide you and provide for you and so on. So that's one. Uh, and speaking of just in church, uh, we've, we've both of us have heard this, I think maybe even at some of the same funerals, but uh, at funerals, how many times have you heard people say during the funeral, well, and I'm sure that they're looking down on us right now and, prob- and probably just smiling to hear what's being said. And mm-hmm. there, I'm sure they're moved at how many people have come out today to their funeral. And of course, that sounds very poetic and, and, and nice, but uh, there's, there's no evidence anywhere in the Bible, at least, that people that die continue to observe what's going on in this life. Uh, now, that might be really sad for some of us who, who like to think that it could also be a relief to know that we're not being watched by a bunch of people that have gone on before us. Uh, but somewhere along the line, we, we've gotten this quaint kind of picture of people peeking over the battlements of heaven, looking down upon earth and kind of keeping an eye on us. And yeah. I, I suppose maybe that makes us feel more comfortable. But again, there's, there's no evidence, there's no example where uh, a person that has died is in any way aware of what's going on uh, back uh, among the, the land of the living. So, um, and by the way, just as an aside to that, there's also no evidence that our pets go to heaven with us. Uh, Again, that's even perhaps more devastating to some of our listeners. It's nice to think that Fido will be there with you for an eternity, but again, there's no evidence of that, that that animals have eternal souls like people do. but, But we'll say things, especially when we think people are hurting, and we just want to encourage them, then we, we feel almost as if we have license to um, pretty well just say, say whatever we, <laughs> yeah. whatever comes to mind, if it yeah. perhaps makes them feel just a little bit better. Uh, and again, that perhaps just underlines something we've said before, and that is sometimes it's, uh, in fact, oftentimes it's probably better to say nothing at all than to say something that's not correct, it's not yeah. right. Um, and we some of us can feel really awkward with silence. And so we, we feel like we need to say something, uh, but that's often a dangerous place where the next thing we say has uh, no connection at all with reality. Hmm. Um, maybe a third one is, and this is a, diff- a whole different area, and we've, we've addressed this before, but these next couple are just ones that I, I see a lot, I, I'm, I hear a lot, and and that is there there is a group in the Christian world in particular that would say would would claim adamantly that God does not speak to people. Uh, he does not speak to people, uh, and they will of course have to concede that in the Bible times God did speak to people. Uh, I think every book in the Bible except perhaps Esther, God is speaking at some point or guiding in some way or at least mentioned as being involved in people's lives. But, um, but from beginning to end, God is, is speaking. Uh, but then there, there are those who have a certain theology that would say, yeah, but now God has written the Bible, that God spoke to David so that we would have the Psalms in the Bible, and God spoke to Peter so we'd have First and Second Peter and maybe Mark in the Bible. But 
but but now that we've got the Bible, we don't need God to speak to us anymore because He's given us a book, and we just all we have to do is read the book, and and we know God's will. Yeah. Well, that certainly that I don't want to diminish the power of God's word, but but I would push back, and and people will say this very authoritatively. Uh, God stopped speaking when the Bible was produced, uh, and. But of course, a simple question would be, and which verse in the Bible do you get that from? You know, where in the Bible does it say that? And of course, there is no place in the Bible that says that. It's a, it's a theological system that's, that, uh, is, that tries to fit the Bible into the system. And so, um, I, but I've known people that when they, they said, well, I feel like God is leading me to do this, or God is convicting me about changing this, uh, that a lot of times people will say, well, but that sounds dangerously close to you talking like God speaks to you. And, um, and I would say, well, throughout all through the Bible, that's what he is doing. He speaks to people in various ways. And so, and there's no point where God's ever said he's, he's, he's going to quit doing that. And now just, you got the book now, that's enough. Uh, it doesn't say that anywhere. In fact, uh, in fact, just the opposite. At, at one point, Jesus condemns the Pharisees, and he says, you study the scriptures because you think that's where you find life. And he said, but you won't come to me. In other words, you won't come to the person. You won't uh, embrace a relationship. You just want a book. And and Jesus actually condemned that. And, and maybe just one other for the break that kind of goes with that is that people will say, well, uh, if God speaks to you, if God were to speak to you, uh, he would be writing more scripture. And so, uh, and they'll, they'll, I've heard people very kind of smugly, almost self-righteously say, well, if God were to actually speak to us, he'd be creating more scripture. And so he can't do that. Otherwise we, we just would be living among reams of scripture all the time. And uh, because everything that God speaks is authoritative and it's on the same grounds as Scripture. Of course, uh, and people will say that very authoritatively as if it's true. Um, but again, God often will, God, God spoke, can you imagine all the conversations that Jesus had with his disciples sitting around the fireside? Those all didn't become Scripture. Uh, those yeah. and those weren't even all binding as I think when Jesus said, Peter, would you pass me the fish? I don't know that that was considered scripture or even at the same level as when he said, You've heard it said, but I say unto you. Uh, Jesus, I think, interacted with people on many different levels where he wasn't writing more scripture. And mm -hmm. even in John chapter 21, verse 25, uh, as as John is kind of wrapping up his gospel, he says, I suppose if all the words that Jesus spoke while he was on the earth were written down, even though the world couldn't contain them all, which is, which is hy hyperbole. But what John was saying is, Jesus said a whole lot more than what became scripture. Yeah. Uh, but what became scripture is what God intended so that we would have all the truth and revelation necessary to know his ways and his will and his person. Uh, he didn't need a bit. He could, could he have created a Bible three times the size if, if he needed to, but the, the Bible that he, we ended up with was all that was sufficient, necessary. 
So, Ken, most of the time when God is speaking to you and me, um, he's applying scripture. He's not writing it. He's applying it. And can he speak to you and simply apply the biblical truths he's already revealed to the specifics of your situation? Well, of course you can do that uh, without writing more scripture. And so, but I just hear people make those kind of statements as if it's just a given, as if you can't even argue with that. And yet again, I would say, and where in the Bible does it say that every time God uh, communicates with someone that he's writing more scripture. It's, of course, every word God speaks ha- has authority. Uh, it's from God, but that doesn't mean it's the same as scripture. Mm-hmm. It just means the same God who spoke scripture into being is the same God who's applying that word to your life right now as well. Well, let's take a quick break. I'm very excited about the online class that BMI is offering, When God Speaks. This is the first book I ever wrote with my father and perhaps one of the most important issues you'll ever address. How do you know when God is speaking to you? God speaks in many different ways uh, and God always has something life-changing, something crucial that he wants to communicate with you. You can't afford to miss what God has to say to you. Sometimes he may speak out loud, but often he speaks in numerous other ways as well. And you need to be alert to the numerous ways God may be wanting to communicate His will with you. This is a six-week course in which we'll look at all the major issues related to God speaking to His people. It's full of videos and studies that you can do, um, and I know it will bless your life as you look very carefully at the various ways God may be wanting to communicate with you in these very important days in which we live today. Well, Richard, in the time we have left, uh, I think you've got a few more um, sayings that, that perhaps are common, but you uh, would perhaps take issue with. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and these are, of course, very random uh, here and there, uh, just different things that I hear people saying that um, and I hear people saying oftentimes, fairly often, that I would just push back on and say, I'm not sure that's true. Um, another one actually is kind of similar to one we, we start off with was, uh, well, everything works out in the end. I'm sure it'll work out in the end. Now, in one sense, you, you'd probably with that, and I, I think we probably all, maybe you're even saying, well, I think that's true. Everything works out in the end. And and I would say, well, it depends on what you mean by works out and the end. What, <laughs> what end are you talking about? If yeah. you're talking about heaven, are you talking about the end of the age uh, is God going to be able to take all those awful things that happened in your life and and at the end of time circle it all up and, and bring good from it? Yeah, I, I, I suspect that that will be good. But um, but be, be careful when you just too flippantly say, well, I'm sure it'll all work out in the end. Uh, and, I mean, I can give you some pretty graphic examples of for instance, maybe someone that uh, a husband who commits adultery and uh, leaves his wife and three kids, uh, and and th- those three kids are devastated by a father that they respected and 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 looked up to his walk with God, and now they have been devastated. and And you can say, well, I'm sure to work out in the end, but I've known where children just like that. Uh, left the church and never came back, and left the faith and never came back. Uh, that 
were estranged to some degree from their father the rest of their life and missed the blessing that I think God intended for them to receive from their father figure yeah. in their life. And you could say, well, did it work out? Uh, well, I mean, they carried on. They forged ahead. They they became bitter and hated the church and hated Christians and hated God. But uh, did they, you know, get by? Did they earn a living? Yeah, I, you know, I, 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 I want to say, did it work out in the end? Um, yeah. Or was there some devastation that was experienced for the rest of their life? Uh, it seems more like a platitude that we tell ourselves to sort of feel better about whatever uh, unfortunate situation yeah. has occurred. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's... Uh, now, does that mean that this is the end of the world? No, no. Uh, I, things will you you will survive. That might be a better, more accurate way to yeah. say. Yeah. Well, and or I think maybe there there may be also conflating it with uh, the Romans verse about all things work together for good to those who love the Lord. I think sometimes people like to maybe mix those two up a little bit. Yeah, and I think there's a difference between God helping you uh, to become more like Christ in the midst of your crises and saying, well. I'm sure it will all work out. Working out uh, in the end sort of has a connotation like it'll all be it'll all be good. There, you know? There's a happy ending. Yeah, coming. and yeah. sometimes it's the the ending is never as good as it would have been had that not happened. Mm. Uh, yeah. I think sometimes the the ending it it may come to an end, but it the end may not be as good as it could have come to if yeah. that had not happened. And so again, I'm. I'm always just a little jolted when I hear people say, well, I'm sure it'll work out in the end. Uh, well, yeah, I'm sure that, that, that you know, they'll, they'll, they'll forge ahead. I'm sure that they'll find a way, whether it's as good uh, or not, that's a, that's a different story. Yeah. Uh, there's another one that a lot, and we're going to get into a little bit of theology for a moment, but there are some that uh, also would teach uh, theologically that uh, some of the, some of the, spiritual gifts mentioned in the Bible uh, don't exist anymore. That they, they, they came, they, it's called cessationalism. We're just, hmm. uh, certain gifts, they were in the Bible, they're mentioned in the Bible, but they don't, they don't exist now. And, and usually they pick some of the more extravagant ones, the ones that may be a little more controversial and try to teach that, well, that doesn't, yeah, we can't argue that that didn't happen in the Bible, but it doesn't happen now. And they have various reasoning for that. But again, uh, I would just say, but, but you're hard-pressed to find a place in the Bible that says that. It's, it's your theology says that, yeah. but the Bible doesn't necessarily say that. And so... Well, and I think, too, like the cessationalism along with the, the idea that God s- sort of stopped speaking after the Bible was finished, um, I, I feel like those are both very sort of modern Western ideas. Yeah. Because I think, you know, you go to some places of the world um, that are maybe a little more difficult and, you know, there's less development in those countries and there's there's not the saturation of Scripture. And, and, and I think God is working in those places very differently than he's working, yeah. you know, in... I don't know, Milwaukee <laughs> yeah, or someplace. Yeah. And so again, when, when people make really strong statements and almost as if it's just self-evident, uh, there are times where I, I, I'm, I stop and I think, well, 
but it's not self-evident. You you want to make it sound like it is, but yeah. where's your evidence? Uh, and and I think the Bible does indicate that there are some gifts that are more to be desired, that are more perhaps edifying to the church than others. There's some that we should maybe desire more than others, but uh, but to say that there just came a certain point in church history when they just stopped being used at all, well, you're you're on thin biblical ice to say that. Um, and another one that kind of goes with that, which I heard just not that long ago, was that some, that there was uh, some people that were arguing very vociferously that uh, that God did not use angels anymore. That angels were something that was used were used at a certain point in in human history, perhaps or biblical times. Obviously, in the Bible times, because they're mentioned in the Bible. But that uh, in our day, that would not no longer be necessary. And again, maybe it's tied to thinking that. We have a Bible now, and it's all through the preached word, and God doesn't need uh, heavenly messengers uh, anymore. And again, this is a, a, a an interesting kind of confusing area because there's not angels have an interesting way of sort of showing up in different parts of the Bible. There, there are whole books of the Bible where they're not mentioned at all, and then other times when they pop up several times, and um, and so. There's not a real clear theology about them, but but you know you have to remember that in Hebrews 13 verse two, the writer of Hebrews says, "Be careful how you treat strangers, because you might be uh, encountering an angel unaware." And that's pr- pretty deep into the New Testament, and yeah. they're still encouraging New Testament Christians that you might well be uh, encountering an angel. And and I've and I won't get into all that in this bro- uh, podcast, but. Uh, but I am aware of a number of stories where clearly God was intervening in someone's life through a person, a messenger, somebody. Maybe they were a person. Maybe they were a human being that just suddenly appeared at just the right time um, and then maybe disappeared after the event. But uh, I've just heard a number of stories where right when someone needed someone, a person appeared out of nowhere and no one knows who they were, where they went, but they were there when you needed them. And yeah. um, and I've just heard some amazing stories. And and I don't know, I, I'm not here to tell you that those were all angels, uh, but I, I just, I do believe, I certainly would not want to restrict how God uh, interacts in our world. And I have heard enough stories over the years uh, that just sounded to me like in some way or other, God was orchestrating events and uh, sometimes I mean an a- the word angel just means messenger um, and so you could uh, they're they're human messengers uh, they're just instruments that God uses yeah. and um, but again there's nowhere in the Bible that says God has stopped as of this point uh, unfortunately for you we'll know we're, we're deactivating all angels uh, yeah, well, um, it's just, that's a kind of a, just a funny one. Like, what? Yeah. Does that like? Wh- why would someone care, one way or the other? I guess yeah. would be my question. Yeah. Like, well, that... I think there is a certain uh, theology that really, if it's not just the basically God using the the preached word of the Bible, it's just yeah. about they can hardly imagine God functioning in any other way. Hmm. And I would say, well, be careful you don't limit. I I don't want to minimize the power of the preached word. That's a powerful thing for sure that God uses. Uh, 
but but don't start saying what God can't do or what he won't do. Hmm. Uh, yeah. that's, I get squeamish about that. Uh, anytime someone puts the word can't uh, in front of God, uh, I would or, or after God, I would just say I'm uh, he he clearly he did it all through the Bible. So I why I would think that he suddenly would not do that anymore. Uh, I don't know. So I yeah, but I, I actually was talking to someone that was actually quite devastated by uh, church leaders that roundly denounced them for even thinking that an angel might have intervened in their life in a huge crisis moment hmm. uh, that couldn't be really explained any other way. But uh, they really tried to discourage her from even considering that perhaps uh, she'd encountered an angel. And, and this person was not uh, spectacular and esoteric and wasn't trying to go around talking about it to everybody. Yeah. Uh, but um, but I, I said, now listen, I wasn't there. I didn't witness what you witnessed, but I'm not here to tell you that God doesn't use angels. Uh, it, may, it it could have been. Uh, and so it's kind of funny. It's another one of those things where she was just told flat out, God just doesn't do that anymore. And hmm. I'd say, well, it doesn't matter if, even if it, that's your pastor telling you that. Uh, get them to show you a verse in the Bible that clearly announces that, and you, you'll be hard-pressed to find one. Um, and then, you know, maybe a last one is just, who are we to judge? As, uh, as again, it's just a, an often used phrase that gets thrown out there. And I, and I know that this person has really been getting a lot of complaints about the way they're treating people, and a lot of people are really upset, and a lot of people have had their feelings hurt. But, I mean, who, who are we to judge uh, what this person's doing. Uh, we're all sinners. We all fall short. Uh, but again, that phrase, who are we to judge, becomes such a catch-all uh, phrase that can be so abused. It, it never says, uh, you know, who are we to discern? Who are we uh, to observe? Who are we to see what's happening right before our very eyes? Uh, yeah. Who are we to speak truth? Uh, judging means, of course, that you are passing sentence. You're declaring there's no hope for this person. They're condemned. Uh, I think we leave that up to God, that kind of judging. But, uh, but I think we need to be careful that we don't just sort of glibly uh, just remain passive about everything that's happening around us because someone said we're not supposed to judge. I, that, again, is, I think, one of those uh, phrases that has been misused in many ways uh, incorrectly and thrown on people as if you can't even argue with that. Well, you know we're not supposed to judge. Yeah. Yeah. I well, I, I I know that the Bible says that, but what does that mean? Does that mean that we we can't stand up and and say things that are wrong? That we can't speak up for truth? Uh, that we can't resist evil? Yeah, uh, there's a lot more to it than just simply a catchphrase that shuts shuts all the discussion down. Yeah, well, thanks for walking us through these. I think it uh, brings some clarity, and and I, it, at the very least, um, I think it just helps us be more discerning about our language. And, and yeah, those, you know, I, I think, think we can be so careless with you know the phrases we use common idioms even and i think you know we just need to be careful with cliches in general yeah 
or just all ex- all purpose declarations, <laughs> the catch-all. Uh, yeah, anything that's just sort of a catch-all phrase or a bumper sticker. Yeah, uh, be careful with those because, of course, there's there are often exceptions, and uh, often that's not necessarily it. It it, it looks good on a bumper sticker. It's not necessarily found anywhere in the Bible. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, until next time. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If this is something you enjoyed, it really makes a difference if you leave a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. We always love hearing from our listeners. So email us at podcast at blackme.org.